Hey, friend. Did you take a moment yet to fill out that survey I mentioned on Monday to you? All right. So long story short, I want to hear from you. I want to hear about your homeschool. I want to hear about your life and just everything that's going on in light of the fact that you are homeschooling your children. And the best way to do that is to fill out this quick survey. But bonus, guess what? Three of you are going to win a $25 gift card to Amazon. Woo woo. Wouldn't that be fun? Little shopping spree. No one has to know. Get a little something for yourself. (laughs) I won't tell anybody about it, (laughs) but I want to hear from you. I want to hear, get some insight from you about where you're struggling and where you're excelling and just everything about how is, how things are going with your motherhood and getting, keeping up with the homemaking and the homeschooling and all those things. So check out the link in the show notes. It'll just take you a couple of minutes, but quick. Okay. Because this survey ends tomorrow, March 31st first. And I want to hear from you and I want you to win the gift card. Okay. So go ahead and check out the link in the show notes. But right now let's get started here on episode 138 of the Little by Little Homeschool podcast. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Little known fact that I truly believe here is that your family, you, your husband, your children, you guys move forward or you stall because of you, mom. Yes, there are days of grace and there are days to kind of let things go. Let's keep things in light of our cycle and how we are feeling in the seasons and those types of things. But that shouldn't be a regular thing. If every single week you're saying, oh, it's this week of my cycle or, oh, it's this going on or this going on. Your family's a bit in a stalled kind of motion. You're just coming up with some excuses right there. I want your family to move forward. And I know that you do too. And habits are what helps us stay on track, therefore helping us to move forward. And so that every day, little by little, we are moving our family forward. Because guess what? Time is going to pass whether you are intentional about it or not. And we get one one go around here, okay? For myself, I've always had um, the natural ability for a lot of foresight it's for better or for worse. And I've always been able to, I've always had an ability to be able to troubleshoot, like even in completely new territory. It's a little bit of a blessing and a curse. And I recently finished up reading Cheaper by the Dozen as our read aloud during morning time to my ninth grader. And I've always just, I remember reading that book in high school and I always related more so to the dad. (laughs) You read the book. I think we're going to, we're going to watch the movie here soon too. That's kind of always my bonus. If we read a book and there's a movie, we get to watch it. And then afterwards I always say, which is better, the book or the movie? And hundred percent of the time they always say the book. (laughs) 
But anyway, I've always kind of related to him. Like he was super into motion study and reducing the amount of time. And maybe he was a little excessive. Yes. Okay. Yes. He was a little excessive. He was eccentric. That was his personality. And, but the kids adored him. But I always related to him and just being able to troubleshoot and to look at situations. If I even wasn't super familiar with them at all, just kind of observe a little bit and be like, oh, you could do this better if you did this, 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 or just this and this, or if we stopped doing this. So it's been like, again, a blessing and a curse. And sometimes I have to learn how to just, you know, keep my mouth shut. (laughs) But when it comes to my family, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Like this is what I do is help us to move forward. And I always knew, like I just mentioned, we get one shot at raising our kids. And I was like, I get, I got one shot at this. And I am going to pour everything that I have into my husband and my children and specifically as a homeschool mom. And I have some character and some biblical truth that I want to teach them And that didn't happen just by sitting around and not doing anything about it. It happened by being intentional about it. And I wanted to instill some very specific character traits in them. And apparently it has kind of worked. One of, I don't want, I want to say one, I mean, there's many, many character traits and, you know, that goes along with Bible verses and Proverbs and stuff. But apparently being driven is contagious because all three of my kids to varying degrees are really quite driven and they are seeking God's will in light of their specific gifts, talents, and abilities. And I've got two young adults right now and my last teenager at home that we are still pouring into. We're still pouring into the young adults just a little bit differently, but he just gets us, you know, one-on-one 100% of the time right now. It's not divided out. Things it's a really different dynamic. It's it's really actually interesting territory we're in right now and I'm enjoying it, but all three of my kids are driven and seeking God's will in light of the gifts, talents and abilities that he has given them, and none of them are afraid to step into new territory. And I am just so excited. There's just some things on the horizon for my two oldest and I'm like, "Wow." Like I'm really proud of you, not because of what I've done, but just being intentional and just God calling me to be intentional and just little things like just the previous episode saying, we're not going to do sleepovers. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to that episode, episode 137. And I don't regret that at all. Zero regrets. And they have all said thank you to me for different reasons. One of them was, thanks for not making me go and stay up all night at somebody's house. That would have been awful. (laughs) They just appreciate their sleep too much. But they're not afraid to step into new territory, all because of my own self-discipline and God working through me. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying this is all myself. It's just as the way he's kind of has wired me and just the amazing thing of when we are intentional and allow God to work through us, our kids just like, wow, you guys are so much cooler than I was. And you are so much like, wow, I'm, God, they're pretty cool. Thank you. (laughs) But today I want to share with you three daily habits that help keep me on track every single day so that we can accomplish the things that we need to, not in a way so that I can feel high and mighty or in a way that, well, look at my house. It's absolutely perfect and nothing is ever out of place or dirty and I will say that having one kid at home, it is way easier. I used to have to do different types of cleanings a couple times a week and I'm like, I don't have to do that as much anymore because it's not as messy and dirty. 
But there are a couple of habits that are, we'll say there's, I mean, there's a lot of small habits, but I'm going to give you three larger areas right here that really have helped to keep me on track. And I want to share them with you because I want you to be able to stay on track. And I want you to look back someday when you have some young adults and teens and be like, wow, I'm so glad that I was intentional and self-disciplined and employed these couple of habits so that we could continue to move forward and not just stall out and come up with excuses as to why we're just sitting there in neutral. Let's not sit in neutral. Let's get into drive and let's get moving. Okay, let's dive into these three daily habits that keep me on track as a busy homeschool mom. Are you ready for it? Because this first one, we're just going to like rip the bandaid right off. Okay. The first one is I keep my phone off for the homeschool day. I keep it off during the hours that we are doing lessons. Now, as my kids have gotten older and this season is really quite different, but when I had all three kids, I kept my phone off until noon. Now, yes, there were some times, and the blessing here was during some of those years, or well, I guess when I first started homeschooling, we always had a landline. So I don't even, I didn't even have a cell phone. Let's just say that we started homeschooling. I didn't even own a cell phone, or maybe I did, but like nobody called it. Everybody just called my landline because I had an answer machine. And okay, now I'm really showing how old I am, but we just had a landline. People could call on that. And if they needed me. Now that my husband worked from home, and so if I didn't turn my phone on, it wasn't a big deal. If there was somebody who really needed me, or there was an emergency family, somebody had to, they would be able to reach out to him because he worked from home and he had to have his phone on. So during those hours, I just wouldn't even, I turn it off at night. I didn't, it's not in our bedroom, it's in another room, and I just did not turn it on in the morning until after we were done with all our lessons. And it was typically about midday. And then I would give myself some time to kind of catch up on things. Now, was I perfect with this? No, I was not. And the times that I was very disciplined and intentional about keeping my phone off were the times that we made some major progress forward. Now, maybe you can't completely turn your phone off because you don't have a landline and your husband isn't working at home. He might need to reach you. Maybe you set up your phone so that the only, you put it on do not disturb except for maybe his phone. His, his number that would come through. He could still call you. He could still text you. Uh, maybe your mom, maybe your best friend. I don't know. Maybe there's just a couple that you say, I have to be able to hear from them. And so you put it on do not disturb, except for those couple of numbers. Maybe also, or maybe you leave it on, but you turn off notifications and you tell yourself at a certain time, you can go and check it. Maybe after morning time, which is maybe around 10, 10 30, I can quick go and check it, see if there's anything, but guess what? Do not go onto social media. Social media does not need you. You can reply to your husband, you can reply to your best friend, you can reply to your mom, you can reply to your sister, your sister-in-law, those types of people. But social media, Instagram, nope, it does not need you during the homeschool hours. Stick with this, I promise. I'm going to do an episode here soon talking about social media and your phone and how it all plays into homeschooling because it's a thing. It really is a thing. Okay, so the first one is Keeping forward is the keeping the phone off, keeping the notifications off or something, keeping it out of the room, keeping it away from you so that it is not interfering with your first job during the homeschool hours. And that is the education of your children. Again, whether that entails teaching them Latin or that entails going out in the yard, finding snails. <laughs> that rhymed. <laughs> Number two here, meal planning. Oh my goodness. It's been a lifesaver. If I, I've tried, I've tried not to meal plan and it just made me stressed out not to know what was on the menu. And it really just helps me to just know that I have everything. So meal planning, 
knowing ahead of time what we're going to have for dinner, having everything that we need, and then guess what? Sticking to that plan. Also, getting the meals on time on the table. If you have little ones and you're saying they need to be eating by five o'clock so that we then can move into our evening routine and we can get cleaned up from dinner, we can get baths, we can get some reading time done, we can get some wind down time because they're all going to bed at 7 8 o'clock. And so dinner needs to be on the table at five. Well, in order to do that, how long is it going to take to make dinner? Probably at least an hour. So that means if you want to be sitting down by five o'clock to eat dinner, it needs to be done a little bit before that. So you need to add back an hour. So maybe by like 3.50, you need to start working on dinner. You need to be in the kitchen working on that. And so having the, you really need to kind of count back. And that's what I do. There's certain days of the week. I'm like, dinner has to be ready by five o'clock because we have activities. Now that my kids are a little bit older, we still aim for like five thirty, six o'clock because I, I liked my kids still to get to bed. I didn't, I wasn't a stay up till all hours kind of person. And so my kids are all a bit like that. Now they are more of a, you know, early to bed, early to rise kind of uh, kids for, and for better, for worse, but now they can get up. They don't have to disturb me. So, (laughs) but let's get meals. Let's plan them. Let's figure them out. I did do an episode way back. I will link that in the show notes. um, Some ideas about meal planning and I've gone through a couple different types of meal planning, but that episode is a really good one to start with. And maybe I'll share a little bit how we've kind of changed and how we have changed eating and just kind of my different approach to that um, now. But this is just overall meal planning, you figuring out what's going to work for you. But having a meal plan, I don't have to think about like, what are we having on Wednesday night? Because I already had it figured out. And guess what? If that day seems to go awry, I have all the ingredients. I can just simply like switch and be like, that dinner is too complicated. This happened today and today's been completely off. Thursday's dinner is not as complicated. Let me just switch those two. But And you have everything on hand. So it doesn't really matter. And so focus on, you know, counting back time when you need to start dinner and knowing obviously beforehand what you're going to have. But meal planning is key to being able to keep your family moving forward. I cannot even tell you the amount of people... <laughs> that I know in my own personal life that are like at five o'clock, like, Hey, what's for dinner? I'm like, Oh my goodness. I've been thawing out the chicken. That's we're eating in 30 minutes to an hour from right now. I started thawing that out a couple of days ago because I bought it a week beforehand and it was in the freezer. And it's just, it helps us move forward. Instead of the evening being a complete craziness, let's have our evening. Let's fill up and nourish our family. And then let's move into our evening routine. Let's get to the point where we can get everybody to bed. That includes you too. Okay. So first one here is keeping your phone off, or at least, you know, being very conscientious of the notifications and your ringer and all that stuff. Number two daily habit is your meal planning. And that includes, that encompasses taking a look at the entire week, but then each day figuring out you know, when you need to start. And I specifically talk about dinner, but that goes for all, for all meals, having the things on hand that you need for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you know, snacks, maybe dessert, all those things. All right. Number three daily habit that keeps me moving forward is clear communication with my husband and my family. My James and I, we would on Sundays when my kids, especially were younger, 
this became a really important thing is that I would just communicate with him. It only took a couple of minutes and I would say, hey, this is what the week is looking at, especially when he was working crazy shifts and different hours and stuff. I would say, this is what we have going on this week. You know, there's a baseball game this night. We have ballet at this point. We have this at church and this is, you know, so he would, this was the benefit for him. It actually benefited me as well so that it wasn't a, oh, I had no idea. I mean, still sometimes that would come up because they get busy with their own lives (laughs) and work and everything that it's not on their radar. It's on us as mom radar. And so it is important for us to communicate with our husband. This is what's going on. So I highly recommend doing some type of Sunday get together, whether it is after church or during nap time, or it is in the evening after everybody's in bed. That's typically when I would do it. I would say, Hey, look, this is what the, this is what's going to happen this week. This is what's kind of going on. Give them like a broad overview of the week. The second thing would be a morning meeting. Now, when it was, my kids were young, it, these morning meetings would just really be myself and the kids when we would start with homeschool. I'd say, hey, you know, this is what's going on today. We have, you know, we're going to do our lessons. We're going to do this or this. And then this is what's going on this afternoon. And this is the time I need you guys ready by. And this is how things are going to look so that we can get through our day, progress through our day. As my kids got older, especially these past couple of years, morning meeting was super important. We had multiple kids driving and maybe not enough cars. We had to have clear communication who had to be where and when. And so I would have an overview. I would tell James, this is kind of what we're looking at for the week. And if I had some questions about kids and their work schedules, I would talk to them individually about that. But every single morning over breakfast, we would have just quick, maybe two minutes where do you have to be? What do you have going on? You have this, you have this, okay, and this and that. It was it was like a jigsaw puzzle with everybody and figuring out juggling cars and, you know, who needs me to bring them here and who's this and that. And it really became an anchor to our day. So everybody, and it was actually really neat for them to hear like from each other instead of like all three kids leaving in their own little bubble. They would sit there while they're eating breakfast and listen to their siblings, what they have going on during the day. And I thought it was just really neat to be able to be a part of each other's days, which is something that's really important to us as homeschoolers. And as they get older, we can very easily just let that go and be like, oh, they're older. They don't necessarily need to be a part of the day or know what their siblings are doing. But no, it really helped them to foster that communication, knowing when their siblings were going to work or, oh, you know, I'm going to work at this time, but... I was hoping to get there a little bit early and have lunch with, you know, so-and-so that I work with or whatever, Um, or I wanted to go and do this, or, you know, this is what's going on. So it was really helpful. It was good for also my husband to hear what they had going on. So at the end of the day, when he looked at me and I was like exhausted, he'd be like, yeah, I know why you're exhausted because you were trying to manage and maneuver all of this kind of stuff. So that was a huge anchor was having clear communication with my husband and my family. And that included like a Sunday time, just a couple of minutes in the evening, me just telling him this is the, you know, overhead view of what's going on this week. And then every single day, having some type of communication, like this is what this day looks like. So there you have it. And here is your last call. Don't forget about the survey. I want to hear from you, mama. Check out the link in the show notes and 
give me some feedback. I just, I want to hear, I want to know what is on your heart and how your homeschool is going. And three of you are going to win a $25 gift card to Amazon. So just remember you have the rest of today and then you have tomorrow, which is Friday, March 31st. And then the survey is going to end and then I'll notify winners then uh, sometime after the weekend. But in the meantime, thanks for popping me into your earbuds and listening to today's episode. I will be back on Monday with a brand new, fresh episode. Ooh, excited about what that one is. And here's a hint. It has to do with spring and homeschooling. All right, got to come back on Monday to hear it. Have a good one, friend. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.